0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Dev Party. I'm Eric, over there is Vanya. Hello! Uh, Vanya, why don't you explain to these good people what uh, Dev Party is? What are we doing?
1: (laughs) Well, we're developing, and today we are developing with the same chemical, and we're going to explain that. We're developing with ECN2.
0: ECN two for those who don't know is the chemical that they use to develop motion picture film. But we're not developing motion picture film. We
1: are not. What are you developing?
0: Well, I am developing. I am developing a roll of Fuji two hundred and a roll of Kodak Ektar.
1: And have you started?
0: I have started developing. Yeah. What are you? What are you? uh, What you got going on?
1: I am developing uh, Ektachrome, the new stuff. It's a uh, thirty-five millimeter. Okay. And also um, a roll, like a mystery roll, that I got in a camera bag when I was thrifting in Idaho. It's Kodak Color One Hundred.
0: Oh, cool! And, we'll see how that turns out.
1: Yeah, very excited.
0: So I thought what we should probably do is tell them a little bit about ECN2, kind of what it is and what it isn't. Yes. I think most folks are probably used to C41, or at least black and white, but you probably have some familiarity with C41 from the C41 kits. But this is ECN2, and this was uh, introduced in the mid-1970s. It was a replacement for the original Eastman color negative process, which came from around the 1950s any any movie that you've seen that was shot on film that after like 1975-ish was developed using these chemicals that we're using here the original one was pretty bad for the environment and took seven to nine minutes to develop at 77 degrees but this new formula it's better-ish for the environment and it takes about three minutes but it's 106 degrees which kind of a pain in the ass but Yes, it is. <laughs> it is. Uh, Kodak does make an ECN2 kit similar to the uh, C41 kits, except the ECN2 kit is an industrial size kit, and uh, it's made for 100 liters rather than 1 liter. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about the differences between C41 and ECN2. First, uh, the formula that I'm using here for ECN2 is not exactly Kodak's formula. It's based on it and not loosely, it's pretty good. Their formula has an anti-calcium agent, which mine doesn't, and an anti-fogging agent, which mine also doesn't. Uh, the recipes for those are available, but you know, getting both those chemicals, it just adds to the price and I just don't know if it's real necessary for what we're doing. That difference is sort of negligible compared to some of the other differences. The main difference is the color-developing agent. Uh, C41 uses CD4, color-developing agent 4, while ECN2 uses color-developing agent 3. They are two similar chemicals that kind of do the same things but in sort of different ways, and the differences are honestly a little beyond me, so we won't be going into those. The process is also a bit different. With uh, most C41 kits, what you get like, uh, you get your developer and you get a Blix, and the developer is what, three and a half minutes at 102? But with ECN2, it's a little bit tighter at three minutes and 106, like I said. Yes. Yeah, the temps are a little harder to keep warm, but like C41, It's important, but I wouldn't you lose a lot of sleep over it. Not a lot. Like
1: plus minus one or two? What do you think?
0: Probably Kodak is really specific and they really they have a plus or minus 0.2 degrees Fahrenheit, which is pretty crazy. But also remember, that's for motion picture film. And that's to make sure that your colors all match through the entire film. So it has to be super exacting. Ours, um, it's not as exacting. What we're doing, it's not not as important, I don't think. So, try to get it close. Definitely get it to 106, and, and really shoot for that. There's some other differences, like... So, one of the similarities between this kit and the C41 kit is that both of them don't have stop baths and they use a water stopper. I think in the C41 kit, you just stop with your ble- with your blicks, which is kind of weird, but okay.
1: That's what I do. Yeah, that's what I remember doing.
0: So with this, I wash in between every step. So I use a water bath, Okay. and I'm gonna be washing right now. Okay, so let's talk about stop baths. So the C41 kit and the ECN2 kit, neither of them use stop baths, but in the official directions on how to do that, they both use stop baths. So... Mm-hmm. I don't use them, it's probably not ne- I mean, it's not necessary for what we're doing, we- we don't use them, and the- the results are fine. But, uh, what Kodak recommends is a sulfuric acid-based stop bath, and it's, uh, it's pretty acidic. If you find yourself using that, wear some ventil- wear like a ventilation mask, or have some really good ventilation, but again, probably not necessary.
1: Well, so we're rinsing between this ECN-2 developer. So we've rinsed between the ECN-2 and then the bleach. But you know, between the two and then after the bleach too. Yes. We're rinsing again. Yes. What's your temperature that you're... Because I know that you said that Kodak was um, saying it was a little lower than the actual temperatures of the
0: chemicals. So get it somewhere near 100 for your bleach and somewhere near 100 for your fixer. So let's talk about the bleach. The bleach that we're using is what Kodak refers to as a ferrocyanide bleach. And don't worry about the cyanide part, it's a different chemical, it's just how science works. (laughs) Probably don't drink it, but. Don't drink it, no, please don't drink it. So most C41 kits you you'll get you'll they'll have blicks and that's just your bleach and your fixer mixed together. In a traditional C41 and traditional ECN2, you separate those two. So we have a bleach, and this bleach is called a ferrocyanide bleach. It's pretty easy to make. There's two ingredients plus water, and that is a uh, bleaching time of three minutes. It's just like your developer. For the fixer, Kodak does have like a, a recipe for a fixer, but what I and a lot of other people use is just whatever fixer you normally use for black and white, get that up to the, around 100 degrees Fahrenheit and fix for five minutes and then wash like you normally would like I use Ilford rapid fit and just get it up to 100 degrees and you're good to go no problem I don't know why I clapped there
1: I have a question about that yes do you have fixer for your ECN 2 chem like chemistry separate from your black and white because like how is it with heating chemicals like to temp and then you know cooling it down again and then using it for black and white
0: I ha- I run everything through the same fixer. It's black and white or color or whatever. It I don't differentiate. It's the same bottle. It's the same exact fixer. Uh, I have a pH measuring wand, and so I, I I know that my fixer is good. So I just I just keep an eye on it, and then you know mix new fixer often. You know, there's no reason not to. Okay. And the. Um, at that point, you're basically, you know, when you get to the fixing point, you're basically treating it like like you do black and white film. Um, I do the Ilford washing method. Probably do a whole thing on the Ilford washing method at some point because there is some science to it. But essentially, it's filling up your, your tank, dumping it, filling it up again, inverting it five times and dumping it, filling it up again, inverting it ten times and dumping it, do it 15, 20 times. And by the time you're done with that, your film is clean and you're ready to go now what I do is I then dip it in distilled water when the, the water has a little bit of wetting agent in it just a few drops of, of photo flow and okay yeah the so with c41 you have your last step is a stabilizer and what a stabilizer is contrary to a lot of weird information out there about Like Getting your colors to be exact real right or whatever or lasting or or whatever What stabilizer is and the only thing it is is a biocide and a lot of times it had been formaldehyde But there's other things that they use all of which seem pretty hard to obtain for some reason So I don't use a stabilizer. I just kind of let it go I don't have a bacteria problem with my film at least I don't yet maybe in the future I will but so I don't use it. The final wash, and then the dip, and then you know you're you're good to go, and then your negatives are done. I'm gonna wash. I am gonna wash too. Okay. Yeah.
1: So there's some extra steps with this. Yes. What I want to know is because you talk about E C N two a lot. I do. Why do you use E C N two?
0: Why do I use E C N two? I use ECN2 and it all goes back to, I got a hundred foot roll of Vericolor 3. Okay. It's a C41 film and it's a beautiful film, but every time I would develop it, it would turn out very blue. And it was, you know, it was pretty expired. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this sucks. I hate this. I tried like different filters on it. And I could never get it to pop. I you know overexposed it and all that. Just, it just wouldn't work. The reds just weren't coming through. And someone sent me an ECN2 kit just out of the, kind of out of the blue. Uh, I thought, well, this would be kind oh, cool. of fun to try. Yeah. And it was kind of just, uh, I was shooting a lot of, well, I was trying to get the color to work, so I just threw it in the tank with everything else. And then when I scanned it, I noticed that the colors were not normal. They're su- they, were, they were kind of saturated, but they were all there. I was like, oh, this is different. This is very different. Of course, naturally I wondered what would it do to literally every other color film that I had. And so i done this with pretty much every color film that is, that is in existence. And uh, I love the results on almost everything, if not everything. So I use it exclusively for the past two and a half years, I've been using nothing but ECN2. So if you go to my Flickr or Instagram and you see any color from like the past two and a half years, it was developed using ECN2. So if you like the colors.
1: Oh.
0: Yeah. Now, you've used ECN2 before.
1: <laughs> I knew this was going to come up.
0: So you've used ECN2 before.
1: Yes, um, I have. You yeah. sent me a
0: kit. Yes, I did. And you used it twice, maybe? I think so, yeah. And what were your impressions of your first, the first time you <laughs> used ECN2? What were your impressions?
1: You know, I think it was more... I told you I didn't like it, which I feel bad for now, but I think it was because of what I was shooting. I I was shooting um, Portrait 800 in the water, and I don't know, it just, that role, some of the images I like, but not all of them, and it looked like it made the grain kind of or the sky, kind of mushy looking.
0: Okay, mushy looking, mushy looking sky. Okay,
1: I don't, I don't know how to explain it. No,
0: no, that's that's <laughs> fine. That's fine. And Portra eight hundred is a very calm film, mm-hmm. right? It's a real kind of soothing. Yeah, I guess I emulsion. wasn't
1: expecting it. It was, no. it was kind of like a harsher, like the grain structure was. Really strange, and I was like, I don't know if I like this or not. Yeah, it's. I think I was maybe expecting something a little different than what I got.
0: No, what you get with ECN2 is pretty intense color.
1: Yeah, I think that's like what I. I think I was expecting a little more like creamy
0: colors. No. And
1: that's obviously my fault because I decided to develop it in ECN2.
0: Yes, you did. <laughs>
1: Oh, I'm done washing. I kind of want to
0: open one up. Ooh, open one up. Open one up.
1: Okay, um, I guess I'll, I'm gonna open up the, um, the mystery roll first.
0: Okay, let's see what's on the mystery roll.
1: And I'm gonna open it up very gently so I can do my film flower, of course. Nice.
0: And while you're doing that, I have a very nice roll of Kodak Ektar. Shot in. Ooh. Yeah, I was kind of surprised. I was really worried there was going to be light leaks on this one. This is from Fort Casey. Mm-hmm. And no light leaks. It's really wonderful. Oh, good. So, how is the mystery roll?
1: Uh, mystery. <laughs> very, very, very thin negatives. Uh, so, I may be able to pull some negatives off of here. Okay. I'll just have to wait let them dry and scan but they look really really faint unfortunately okay. but I might be able to pick some out.
0: Okay so how about your my other
1: roll? My roll, yeah I'm gonna here I'm just wiping these with my i use a little uh the Tech like wipes instead of squeegee because for some reason I cannot um I cannot squeegee.
0: Yeah I'm there with you I, I don't quite get it.
1: So I have these little like tissue wipes that I use and um I take two and kind of fold them in half and then run them down the down the negatives and just one quick swipe and that's it. All right, so the ectochrome I shot today. Okay. In my uh, Nikon 3 Okay, and uh, how does that three. look? Oh, they look so crazy. <laughs>
0: awesome.
1: So the negatives, like the negatives themselves, like I'm looking at them in the sun. They're just this, like, really rich magenta color. Ooh, okay. I'm very interested to see how these came out. I mean, what they're gonna look like once they're scanned.
0: Well, why don't we fast forward to future Vanya and see what she has to say about the scans once they're in. Alright. Alright. Take it away, future Vanya. Hello, this is
1: future Vanya, and I am looking at my scans. I haven't scanned the mystery roll because I'm too lazy, to be honest. I really don't want to scan any more 35mm right now. And the negatives are super thin, so I will get to those at some point. But what I am looking at are these scans of the Ektachrome 100 that I cross-processed in ECN2. and. They are very interesting. A lot of interesting color shifts. Some things work better than others. The images that I thought I overexposed ended up maybe being the better of the ones that I thought were more properly exposed. Because I feel like with slide film, you don't really have a huge dynamic like range as far as exposure, or at least in my experience. I feel like if you bump it up or if you overexpose it, then it gets totally washed out. And in these ones, they don't look washed out at all. I actually really like the color much better. Uh, there are a lot of images with some magenta. Might have possibly been my lack of agitation, so we'll see about that. I don't know. i going to be probably sharing them this week with you guys. You can take a look at this very strange rule of cross-process ectochrome. Uh, until then, bye!
0: And Thank you, Future Vanya. I'm sure those scans are wonderful. <laughs>
1: oh, goodness. Now, where did you shoot your color negatives?
0: Oh, well, uh, one I shot at Fort Casey. Okay. The other one was the last trip I took last year. I'm okay. really excited for those, even though it is 35 millimeter. It's probably the last roll I have from last year.
1: Oh. Wow is it the cannonette
0: yes it is the cannonette yeah
1: is the cannonette still alive
0: probably not <laughs> i'm I'm working okay. on trying to get up the bravery to make sure it's still alive but my uh, gut is saying no it is not it's no longer with us it has Whoa. joined the bleeding choir invisible
1: you really like that camera yes
0: I loved that camera but I am very very hard on camera Very hard, especially hiking cameras. And (laughs) I would strap it to my backpack whilst I hiked. And that was a mistake, potentially, because the camera probably does not work.
1: A little bird told me that you have acquired a few more 35mm cameras.
0: Yes, I have. I'm borrowing them from uh, you. So I'm not (laughs) sure how you figured this out.
1: Very (laughs) curious.
0: And I am deathly afraid to use all of them in the field because I am hard on cameras, as I have mentioned.
1: It's fine. Seriously. Just use them. They're meant to be used.
0: I hear what you're saying, and we'll see about that.
1: Well, I really want to know what your scans are, so I'm going to use the magic...
0: Oh, you're gonna use magic?
1: Po- yeah, podcast magic right now. Oh,
0: not not dance magic, okay.
1: No podcast, ma- not dance dance magic, <laughs> but no podcast magic. Eric, okay. tell me how your negatives turned out.
0: Hey, this is future Eric, and I'm looking at the scans now, and I'm I'm kind of digging it. It's kind of what I usually get with it. The colors are very vibrant. I shot some Fuji 200, and honestly, I think that's probably one of the best emulsions that you can use for ECN2, and I'm really digging it. I shot a lot in Eastern Washington, and I'm just really digging this. And the other roll, which was Kodak Ektar, it came out pretty okay as well. No complaints, really. This was a bit more subdued, I guess, than I was used to or expecting which is weird to say about Ektar. That said, the colors are still really vibrant. All right, back to you, past Eric and Vanya. Thank you, future Eric. Looks like everything turned out wonderfully, yet again, on Dev Party.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yay! I'm not sure about that mystery roll,
0: but... You can't count mystery rolls. So, what I'm gonna do is this. In order to get your ECN2 chemicals, you have to buy in bulk, and you have to spend... Maybe 120-ish bucks up front to get everything that you need, and it gives you a lot. You can't buy these in kits, you have to buy the raw chemicals. So what I've done is I've made up a few kits. These are not as commercial looking as the C41 kits you get from Tetanol or Arista or S- uh, S- uh, S- what was that other mm hmm Are
1: these powder powder kits or liquid kits?
0: These, the ones I'm doing are powdered kits, and they are literally powders in little baggies with the words written on them of what they are.
1: Yeah, I remember when I got mine in the mail, I was like, what
0: in the heck is this, and how did this not get opened? It looks bad, but these are what you need to develop. So if you're interested <laughs> in picking up a kit for yourself, I will have them for sale on my Etsy site. I'm gonna try to keep them cheap. I just wanna kinda cover my costs and maybe a little bit of extra because measuring all these things out is a huge, ridiculous pain in the ass. So I would like a little bit of something for my time and the prices will be comparable to C41 and hopefully a little cheaper so that this is kind of accessible to as many people as we want it. And I can't imagine there's gonna be a ton of people, but if the demand is there, I will make more and I will make enough to keep everybody satisfied.
1: So I have one question hit me. Why do you think people would like the ECN2 more than the C41? Like, is this just specifically to get like really like punchy colors? Um, Is there any other benefit to it?
0: Yeah, there is. Um, One, it's cheaper. Two, it does give you punchy colors. And if you like, say you look at Kodak Ektar and you're like, I like it, but it needs to be punchier. ECN2 will do that to literally anything you throw at it. Sometimes when you're scanning you've even got to bump the saturation down a little bit This gives you a little bit more control over your color And I think some people kind of like oh, I just kind of want it to look like it's supposed to and if that's you That's awesome. That's not me. I want to be able to play with it a little bit and You know make it my own photo and so I like certain combinations like Fuji 100 and Fuji 200 and ECN 2 is really beautiful (laughs) <laughs> the only way you can get Vericolor 3 for me is to do a podcast with me and ask Vanya. That's a pain in the ass. Yes, it is. Another fun little thing you can do with it is bleach bypass.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: So what bleach bypass is, well, have you ever seen like a like a shitty movie from the 70s where it kind of looks a little dirty and a little grimy mm-hmm. and you feel a little grosser after watching it? <laughs> This is because they cut back on bleach in the processing, and this was they did, they did this to save money, it wasn't for looks. We became kind of enamored by that look after that, seeing like maybe growing up on those movies, we look back and like, oh my God, it looks so awesome. Well, we can achieve that look with uh, either reducing your bleach time or cutting it completely, which is what I do when I bleach bypass, literally bypassing your bleach, going from developer to wash, your water stop, to fixer, fucking the bleach completely and what you get is definitely a acquired taste look and i would recommend shooting urban scenes if you do street photography or architectural photography i don't really recommend it for landscapes or you know, out in the desert or the country or whatever, but that's up to you. I like it. Oh. If your scene is gritty, maybe try Bleach Bypass. And make it a little bit grittier, just kind of make it stand out a little bit. Those are my recommendations. And also, this is the correct chemicals you want to use for the Vision 3 film and that cinestill stuff that y- y'all, you kids like shooting. If you want to develop in the proper chemicals, go for that. Now, this does not remove the REMJET. That's a whole other thing that I'm not going to get into. If you want to learn how to (laughs) remove REMJET, talk to Michael Rosso. He's got incredibly strong opinions on that. So I guess that's about it for us. Do you have anything else to say about ECN2?
1: Not exactly. I think it's just kind of exciting to be able to experiment a little bit beyond just shooting like pushing and pulling film uh developing and using different developers to change the colors or make the colors pop or doing bleach bypass just makes it a little bit more fun maybe maybe you thought your role was kind of boring you know i I've, I've definitely had that and actually today i felt like maybe it was a little boring the sky was kind of dramatic so i was excited about that but i was like uh you know it's been kind of the it has been small it hasn't really been like phenomenal shooting the ectochrome and then doing a cross process with the ecn2 i want to see something new and different and a little bit unusual yeah
0: yeah i'm excited to see what you got too
1: should i say goodbye let's say goodbye thank you so much everybody for listening to us yes
0: thank you we really appreciate it we'll be back next week with a regular episode thanks for listening
1: bye bye bye